Good evening and welcome. Uh, I am sure that everyone is tuning in as this is a pre, uh, actually the pregame to the Super Bowl, so enjoy that. We are starting a new series tonight for the month of February, which is called What is Love? And, and tonight we're going to talk about respect. So each week I want to talk about a different aspect of love. And, and yeah, largely it will relate to relationships, but it also is going to go with friendships and family relationships and, and just different ways that that takes place. So uh, I will be speaking about respect this week, like I said. And so I want to start with Philippians 2, 1 through 11. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are, you, are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and one purpose. So in this, he's speaking about having the attitude of Christ. And I want to start by saying when it says to agree wholeheartedly with each other, it does not mean that you agree with every single person, everything that they say. It doesn't mean that everybody is going to agree with you. Uh, that is not how life works, and it is not how anything would work. Uh, and what it means, though, is by the way you live. It's basically saying live in such a way that you're showing respect at all times. Uh, not necessarily for people individually, but just that you're living with this respect for Jesus, that you're living in such a way that people can't say, oh man, they, they're respectless, or man, those people, they just, they, they say all this stuff, they do all this stuff, living in such a way that you're showing that love for each other. Now, when it comes to relationships, uh, there, it seems like, not always, but it seems like the more someone tries to demand respect, the more someone has to yell out, I deserve respect, the less that they're living in a way that they are actually earning that respect. And so it can be really tough. It, it can be really tough if you have someone in your life, say it's an authority figure like a teacher who uh, just treats you like garbage or, or a boss who treats you like garbage and doesn't care about your time, doesn't care about you, uh, doesn't have any grace for you, just maybe does the bare minimum of what they're teaching or whatever, and it just, it, it sucks to be in that class or it sucks to be in that environment. How then can you show them respect? Well, let me say this, by living in a way that you're showing respect, living in a respectful way, living in such a way that you're like Jesus, it does not necessarily mean that you respect that person. It also doesn't mean that you don't call them out. It doesn't mean that you don't uh, tell someone about it. It doesn't mean that you don't walk away from that relationship. It doesn't mean that you don't uh, try to, to fight for change. It just means that you are doing that not in anger, not in, in hate, not in stupidity, but in living in such a way that you are showing that you want to be the change. And, and you know, sometimes it does mean that you fight against that authority or that you uh, speak out against it or that you walk away. Like I said, you cut relationships. All of those things can happen. But again, it's in a way where you're living like Jesus, where you're humbly doing it, not to bring the spotlight on yourself, not to say, hey, look at me, look at me, I took down the man, or look at me, blah, blah, blah. It's to say, hey, I'm, I'm showing what Jesus would do. And Jesus showed the guidelines for this in his life. The Pharisees were the authority, Rome was the authority. And he said, yeah, we still pay taxes, but he would speak out against things that were going on. He would do that, though in a loving way. He would do that in an honest way. He didn't do it to bring the spotlight on himself, to bring the spotlight on, on the, their negativity even, but just to say, hey, there's a better way. And, and Pharisees, you guys, you're, you're messing up. And he would say that to them. But he didn't say, you suck and I hate you. He said, this is the way that we go through this. You have to see that there's a better way. And he showed that every day. He lived that every day. And he wants us to do that. 
Uh, when it comes to individual relationships, one of the things that I think most of the people that would be watching, all three and a half of you, uh, deal with the most is the, that parent-kid uh, relationship. And especially as you get into teenagerhood, uh, you feel very much like you want that independence. And it's like, well, I know what I'm doing. I know who I am. What does my mom have to say about it? Like, why does my dad get to tell me what to do? Well, you know, they're paying the bills, for one. Uh, for two, they were there. They lived through that. And I would imagine that if you talk to your grandparents, they'd say, yeah, we had some arguments. We had some deals. Like, this happened. Anytime you live in a home with someone, and you're there 24-7, pretty much, especially during COVID. And you're there, and you see each other at your best, and you see each other at your worst. Uh, it can be really hard, especially if you're a lot like each other. And you see each other, and you're like, you know, sometimes your parents are going to see you and be like, I know how this goes. And they're trying to tell you that. But it's very hard for them to say it in such a way that, that you'll understand. And for you, you're like, hey, I, I want to tell you how... I want to build my independence. And it's very hard for you to say that because emotions get into play. And that's where living in a way to show respect is because the love of your family is such an important thing. And it's such a vital thing. And unfortunately, I know that there are people who live in homes uh, without feeling that. I know that for me, and it wasn't no fault necessarily to my great-grandparents, but uh, it's hard for me to feel love in different ways. It's hard for me to feel that respect. It's hard for me to feel things. And most of that is me being negative to myself. Uh, and yet I do my best to try to show that to other people. And so that's what Jesus, or that's what uh, Paul is saying here. Sorry, Jesus through him. That's what Paul is saying here. He's like, hey, live like Jesus. Like, love each other. Don't have to agree with each other all the time, but, but agree in the way that you live, in the way that you're showing that respect, in your home, in, in your school. Doing that. Uh, learn how to communicate, and that's something we'll talk about in, in one of the upcoming weeks, but, but just learn how to do that. That's another way to show respect. Now, when we get into relationships, like dating relationships, there are so many ways that this also applies. Because it also means that you respect each other's boundaries and you respect what each other is looking for and you respect yourself. And so I want to go to the next part of this. Uh, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. So again, one of the things that I've said a lot and one of the things that I try to say a lot is there is no one who is better than you just as there is no one who is worse than you. Like, we're all here now. Some people make better choices. Some people live in a better way. But, but in terms of worth, we are all worth it. We are all enough. It's just a matter of whether we see it or not, whether we live it or not, whether we show it or not. And so in this paragraph, in this passage, uh, he continues to say, hey, you know, be yourself. You know, live for Jesus, live like Jesus, but, but be yourself. Show people who you are. Talk about who you are. Don't change what you're saying because you think that's what somebody wants to hear. Don't become someone different just because it'll get more boys or more girls. Don't become someone different just because it'll be cooler. Be who you are. You don't have to impress anyone. Now, I realize that it's very easy for someone who has been out of high school and middle school for 75 years to say something like that. And I'm sure that most of your parents have at some point or another said to you, they're just jealous. They're making fun of you because they're je just jealous. Sometimes. Sometimes they're making fun of you because you wore weird clothes that you let your great-grandmother pick out for you. Sometimes they're making fun of you because you let your great-grandma glue uh, your fancy baseball cards into a book because she was afraid they'd steal them. 
Sometimes people are mean. Sometimes they're mean because they're hurting. Sometimes they're mean because they're mean. Sometimes all of these things. But my point with that is you don't have to impress them. And again, I realize that's easy to say. But part of respecting yourself is realizing who you are and that you are enough. Realizing that that you are not made by whatever relationship you have, whether it's friendship or dating or even family. Now, those are important. But you are you, no matter what. The only relationship that should define you is the one with Jesus, and that's the only one that can never change. It's the only one that can never disappoint. It's the only one that can never go away, and so you respect that too. But respect does not mean that you just say whatever people want to hear. Uh, I'm sure that everybody has had, adults and teens, have had friends like that, where no matter what you say, they're like, yeah, that sounds good. You're like, well, I'm going to go... you know, to Walmart, and, and I need to pick up some things. Yeah, sounds good. And I, I've got to then stop by the bank, and since I have a mask on, I'm going to go ahead and rob it. And like, yeah, cool. And, you know, it's nice to have people that just keep saying yes. It's nice to have people that, that tell you that you're the best, and it's nice to have people that, that never really call you out, but it also sucks. That's how you grow to be egotistical and not care about other people and all of these things that it's saying not to do. You, you put your interests first. And you think that everything you do is right. You think that anybody that ever questions you is obviously wrong. You become LeBron James. Although he's rich and very good at basketball. Uh, But my point is, when it says, don't look out only for your own interests, it doesn't mean put your own interests aside. See, that's part of being who you are. It means that your interests are not the centerpiece of the universe. Uh, For example... Uh, I am a huge fan of Supernatural, as I've said before. I'm also a big comic fan. I understand that neither of those things is something that everyone watching or everyone that I meet cares about. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't talk about them. It doesn't mean that I won't pull up my phone and show 93 videos of Beatrice, who everybody should care about. It doesn't mean that I won't talk about Stevie. It doesn't mean that I won't bore people with some of the things that I do care about. But I recognize that just because they're important to me, does not mean that that's the centerpiece of everyone else's life. And not everybody gets that, which is why it's so important to to recognize it yourself and to respect yourself and to respect what other people think. One of the things that I've said again, apparently I'm quoting myself a lot tonight, uh, people don't have opinions just to tick you off. Uh, We talked about this a lot as we were going through the election cycle and through the politics and stuff that will always continue as long as there are people. One of the things that I see over and over and over again on Facebook, and I'm old and I use Facebook, I don't really use Facebook because it's so annoying now, but I've seen Facebook before. One of the things that I see is somebody will post an opinion, anything, like, I think that chocolate is better than vanilla. And maybe not the first comment, maybe not the second, but somewhere in there it's like, you're evil, like, you're an idiot, like, how could you possibly think that? It's not, well, you know, that's good for you, but, but... I like vanilla better, or I like strawberry. It's like, you're such an idiot. And we do this all the time. We see this in politics. We see this in life. Instead of saying, this is why I think this, it's this is why what you think is wrong. And that's what, what Paul is saying here by recognizing that other people's interests are their interests. They're not having those opinions just so you'll tell them they're stupid. That's what they think. Just like you, like, whatever it is that you like, there, there are people in this world that, that like LeBron James, and when I make that joke, it's like, hey, I like him. I don't understand it. There are people that like Purdue. I definitely don't understand that. 
But I understand that they didn't choose that for the most part just to tick me off. Some probably have, but very few. Uh, and, and so the way that talks about respect is respecting that other people have identities. Now, again, this does not mean that you agree with everyone. It doesn't mean that everybody is right. It doesn't mean that, that what someone else says is more important than what you say. It doesn't mean that, that just because someone asks for respect that they deserve respect. No, no, no. It means that you are doing your best to, to be who you are. And you're living in such a way that you're showing people that respect that, that they're allowed to have a life. Now, if somebody does something wrong, if somebody says something evil, if somebody does something evil, you don't have to say, well, teach his own. You call out evil. All that it takes for, for evil to win is for good men to do nothing. I destroyed that quote, but it's essentially there. But, again, we look to the example of Jesus and how he did this. It doesn't mean that you're never going to get upset. It doesn't mean that you're never going to yell. It doesn't mean you're never going to argue. Those things are going to happen. Those things are probably going to happen today as the Super Bowl goes on. But what it means is you remember that you love everyone. Not that you like everyone, not that you agree with everyone, but that you love everyone. And you're going to show that respect. You're going to respect their thoughts. Not agree with them. Respect that they have the right to make those. You're going to respect that they exist. Now, again, in relationships, and we're going to talk about this each week. We're going to talk about attraction. We're going to talk about communication. We're going to talk about trust. And each of these things on their own are important, but together that's love. Now, does that mean that if you go to a chemistry lab and you put those four things, respect, communication, attraction, and trust together, that boom, you have a heart? No. Although, interesting thing, and side note, but I do that. Uh, you know how the heart is like this? Oh, there's one. Uh, you know how the heart is like this? And it's like, that that's not what a real heart looks like. The real heart is more like this, weirdly. Uh, well, this heart is two real hearts put together in a sign of love, in a sign of togetherness. And, and that's part of respect, too. And I want to go to this next passage while you're still looking at pictures of real hearts. Uh, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in, in obedience to God, way different, and died a criminal's death on a cross. Again, it brings up humble. The word humble comes up over and over and over again in the Bible. It comes up when Jesus speaks. It comes up when Paul speaks. Paul definitely understood this word because for a lot of his life, he was the opposite of it. And yet, the first thing Jesus did when he called him is like, hey, humble yourself. There are people that will tell you to be humble, and what they mean by that is... Shut up on the authority, or shut up, I'm better than you, or shut up, you don't know as much as me, and that's not what humble means. Humble means that you recognize, you know, everybody's everybody, and that you do your best. You live like Jesus, you show Jesus, you humbly do things. It means that when you succeed, you're happy, but you don't print up flyers and you're like, hey, look, I succeeded. Unless you succeeded at printing up flyers and, you know, whatever. It means that when someone else failed, you don't print up flyers. And I realize that flyers don't even exist anymore. It's all online. Saying, hey, look, they suck. It's not being humble. Jesus, more than anyone else who's ever existed in the history of time, was perfect. 
Never did anything wrong. Never said anything wrong. Never sinned. And yet he humbled himself. He could have easily walked along and said, Judas, you're not as good as me. Peter, you've messed up again. You're not as good as me. Pharisees, I'm better than you. He could have because he's perfect. He's God. And yet what he did was put himself in the position as below those people. Put himself in a position of equality. Put himself in a position of humility. Because his purpose was to glorify God with his actions, with his words, with who he was. His purpose was to show people a better way. His purpose was to love everyone. To show respect. I would imagine one of the hardest things for him. And again, it's hard to to figure that out because he was perfect. But I would imagine it was very hard to know that he was right and have someone say, no, 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 you're wrong. That's hard for me. And he's actually always right. And yet, even though he didn't say, oh, well, you know, I agree with you now. He's like, "Ah, I wish that you saw this, but, you know, I'll go forward and pray for you. Not in the angry, judgmental way, but, you know, I'll pray for you. I would imagine that was hard. I would imagine it was very hard for him to just be living his life for others, to be doing everything for others, and then to have rocks basically thrown at him, to to be killed, to have all of these things judged upon him. And yet he didn't return that. He showed us the way to live. He showed us who to be. He showed us how to be. Last part of the scripture. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That is the name uh, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. This is who we live for. This is what we shine the light on. This is why we are here, because Jesus, his name is important. It's above. And we live in that name. We show that name. And so. We have the right to expect to be treated with respect, and you should be. But again, not everybody is going to get that. And that doesn't mean, oh, well, you know, they treat me awful, and and they don't respect me, and they don't care about me, and they don't like me, and all these things, I'm going to be their best friend. It doesn't mean that. Jesus didn't walk around with the Pharisees. He walked around with the disciples. Now, he didn't hate the Pharisees. There are going to be people, and we're going to go back into dating relationships here. There are going to be people who act and speak like they're one thing. And they're going to try to say everything that they think you want them to say. And just like at the beginning I said you shouldn't do that to people. There are going to be people that do that. Because they think that having that relationship, having that date, having that fling, whatever, is the most important thing, and it defines them, and they can go tell people about it, whatever. And so it's really hard sometimes to, to figure that out. One of the things that I'll say, and this is going to apply to a couple of, the, couple of the other weeks, all of the weeks really, when you get to the point of dating, and I would encourage you not to until you're like 73, but when you get to the point of dating, only date someone that you truly respect. 
Only date someone that you see as someone you could marry. Now, this does not mean that you go on one date and then you get married. It doesn't mean that everybody you date, you marry. No. What it means is, when you go out on a quote-unquote fun date with someone that you don't really respect, someone that doesn't respect you, someone that is definitely not somebody you marry, that's how problems happen. That's how things happen where uh, people get hurt. It's how things happen where your heart breaks. It's how things happen where hearts grow together and, and you're like, man, this shouldn't work. It doesn't work, but, but I just, I'm really attracted or I really love him. I really love her. And it gets harder and harder. But when you have that list of things that you're looking for, and one of them is, it has to be that the person respects you and that you respect yourself enough to look for that then you find that your standards change. And, and there'll still be problems, there'll still be arguments, there'll still be the wrong boy or girl. There'll still be issues. But you've narrowed your field in such a way that you're hopefully cutting out the worst of it. Now, does that mean that somebody's not going to be a jerk? Somebody's not going to be evil? Somebody's not going to trick you? No, I wish it did. That's why Beatrice isn't allowed to date while I'm alive. And it helpful that she's not even two years old yet. When that happens, when someone breaks your respect, it's not your fault. Just because you didn't see it, just because you didn't recognize it, whatever, it's not your fault. What you do there is you cut that relationship and you tell someone your, your family first. And I know it's hard, whatever it is. Even if it's just a breakup, even if it's just a rumor, whatever. You tell your family. You respect yourself enough to do that. You respect yourself enough to know this was not my fault. That person did something wrong. That person did something bad. That person didn't respect me. And you move away from it. And I don't know, there's all kinds of things it could be. It could be something really bad. It could be something minor. It could be something major. The point is, when you live in humility, when you live in love, when you live in respect, it does not mean that you allow everything to happen. It means that you do your best to be like Jesus. And Jesus died on that cross. And Jesus was betrayed. And Jesus was hurt. And Jesus was lied about. And all of those things happen. Those people that did that, they eventually paid. But Jesus did not let that change who he was. And even Jesus had people in his life that he talked to. And so do that. And I go all the way back to the beginning where he talked about family relationships. You are going to argue with your parents. And parents, you're going to argue with your teens. And you're going to argue with each other. And it's going to be arguments. Sometimes it'll be something major like college. Sometimes it'll be something like the, the person that they like. Sometimes it'll be something minor like the pillows on the wrong side of the room. I don't know. Stevie doesn't argue with me too much. She's a dog. But that family structure, that love, regardless of what it looks like, I was raised by my great-grandparents, regardless of what it looks like, that is there to, to help you all. And when you argue, remember that you're still in that house, you're still there, and that there's love there, and you talk it out, and you figure it out, and we'll go through that, like I said. But all the other relationships that you deal with, all the other people in the world, they can't come into that bubble. And so, even though I'm skipping ahead because it's the final week, communication is going to be key in all of this. Trust is going to be key in all of this. 
understanding what you deserve and, and what you hope for is going to be key in all of this. But it starts with respect. It starts with understanding that you do deserve respect, no matter what you think of yourself. And, and with understanding that, that your opinions are your opinions. They're not everybody else's opinions. But you are doing your best to live like Jesus. And you're doing your best to show people who He is. And you're doing your best to be like Him. And you humbly walk through life with love. With the knowledge that people are going to be proud of you. That people are going to disappoint you. That people are going to be disappointed of you. That people are going to impress you. That people are going to be people. But it does not change who you are at heart. And you respect that. And you move on from that. And you go forward in His name doing your best. I'm going to use a sports analogy real quick because today's the Super Bowl. Uh, many of the people who are watching this are Bengals fans or Colts fans. I'm sorry. Been a tough life. So most of you hate Tom Brady. Some of you make up little reasons that the media spun out of control. Some of you because he beat you. Some of you blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Same thing with me and LeBron. It happens. Uh, he has football above everything else. So I'm not saying be like him at all. But he succeeds because that's what he focuses on. And imagine if Jesus was what he focused on, but we're not there. Football is what he focuses on. So in the Patriots uniform, Super Bowl, nine times. Goes to a new uniform in a new place, Super Bowl. Win or lose today, impressive. When you have that focus on something, it's good, it works. Football works for him. He lives his life by it. Even though he's 43, still going strong. But at some point, it's going to stop. At some point, no matter how much he gives to football, it's going to go away from him. Whether it's 44, 45, 46, whatever. At some point, time's going to win. What's my point? When you have Jesus in that place of football, or basketball, or school or whatever, and don't quit school. And you have Jesus there. And that's your focus. And you walk towards Him. And you still do your best in school. You do your best in sports. You do your best in everything else. That never changes. See, Jesus never goes away from you. That's the centerpiece that we walk towards. That's the respect that, that we live our lives with. He is the respect that we show. In this series, we'll talk a lot about love. And we'll talk a lot about what it means. And we'll talk a lot about things that I hope come out right. But the start, like I said, is respect. Living with respect for yourself. Living with respect for Jesus. Doing everything you can to be like Him. In every way that you can. And that's all I got.